0: Welcome to Great Expectations. I'm Lee Winter, and I chat to debut lesbian authors. I'd like to welcome Jess Lee, who has her first lesbian book out called The Taste of Her. It's the first of a two-part series of erotic short stories. Hello, Jess. Hello, Lee. It's lovely to talk to you. How would you like to start off by telling us a bit about yourself? Uh, where you're from, what you do, and how do you relax? No worries. Well, I am Melbourne-born. Mm-hmm. I work mm-hmm. in the community sector, advocating for some of Victoria's uh, mm-hmm. more vulnerable people and how do i relax I, I love a lot of reading i love a lot of netflix love a lot of hanging out with friends and a lot of hanging out alone with my cat because i am an introvert have you got any unusual hobbies any, i don't know if i have unusual hobbies i've developed uh, a new passion for women's afl i have to say having been a couch potato all my life i'm now really keen to go to football games for the first time ever so when and where do you write well, I've got two favourite writing places. I love to write in quite crowded cafes, actually, uh, which is strange, but something about that kind of neutral noise of humanity plus the caffeine seems to get the creative juices flowing. And I also like to write in bed because it's comfortable and quiet and um, gentle. So that sounds like you write longhand. I do. Yeah, I'm very old school, I'm afraid. It uh, adds a lot of time to the process, which is not ideal. But it's amazing how many authors do write longhand including J.K. Rowling, so you're in good company. I did not know that. Well, I think some people find that the brain moves at the speed of the hand somehow. Now, why do you write a collection of erotic short stories as opposed to any other? Well, it it happened almost a little bit by accident, actually. I'd I'd tried my hand at a few other genres. I'd written the odd bit of historical fiction. I'd written a horror story or two. I'd written some more, um, I guess, literary efforts. But a couple of anthologies were calling for submissions of lesbian erotic fiction. And I thought, well, that's actually a real challenge. I've never tried doing that before. And I suppose I uh, developed a bit of a taste for it. I think the the great thing about writing erotica is it gives you this grief really charged and really fun, venture into another world just for for 4,000 words or so where you get to find excitement, you get to find characters that you love, you get to find some form of fulfilment, and then you get to move on. Well, tell me about the the characters that are in your erotica collection. Like, where are they from, where are they set? There are five stories in the collection. One is set in a boutique women's lingerie store uh, and is the tale of the relationship between a very imperious boss and her very ambitious underling. One is set in a medieval convent, and it's a very uh, strange love story between uh, an experienced nun and a new but very intelligent arrival. Uh, Another is set in a modern-day writer's festival, uh, with all the fun and the strangeness that you tend to find. At that festival, a uh, newly published lesbian poet is struggling to get along with the festival organisers. One story is set in a uh, 1930s cabaret bar in Berlin and where an ageing and very jaded cabaret star is watching her protege rise to success at what is a very dangerous time. And the other is set on the set of a midday soap opera where the love affair between two makeup artists is very melodramatic as, as much as anything that's happening on the screen. Well, I thought that story was absolutely hilarious. and so everyone, not all of it is serious. There's some um, quite a lot of humor no. in a lot of them actually. You do humor writing really well. is that something you've always been interested in? I think I have a natural tendency to try and see the funny side of things and I am a little bit sarcastic in my nature. I think humour and erotica can also be very natural companions in a strange way, and I think the humour kind of offsets and, and lightens the, the sexually charged aspect of the story. I was struck that your historical short stories, the ones that are set you know, in different years and times, seem very well researched. Is well, Am I correct? I love research. I sometimes have to pull myself back from research. There's one story in there that's set in a medieval convent where the main characters are illuminating manuscripts, and I actually got so excited by all the research into medieval illuminations that I I had to sort of remind myself to write the sex, which was, I don't know if I should tell people that. Um, But, look, I, I love historical research. I love the little strange things that you find, you know, researching underwear down the ages, that kind of thing. You know, we're all just sitting here imagining underwear throughout the ages now. Look, it's actually a fascinating topic for research. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that much different or has there been much change over the years? There has. Well, I mean, for much of human history, people didn't necessarily wear very much. And um, certainly I was surprised uh, when I was writing a story for another anthology set in the 19th century to learn that up until quite recently, uh, it's quite common for women's underwear to have a long um, slit along the seam for uh, easy and convenient access, which is the, uh, I guess, precursor to today's split cropped underwear. So every new underwear idea is just nicked from the past. There's nothing new, Lee. There's nothing new. What what does your partner think of you writing erotica, anyway? She wouldn't mind what I was writing as long as I was writing. She has always been uh, incredibly supportive of my creative side and has always urged me to write, and I feel unbelievably lucky. Uh, A lot of women writers in particular never really get that, which is sad. Uh, Now, your stories often involve my favourite type of protagonist, the Ice Queen, magnificent Ice Queens. Why do you gravitate towards that type of character? Look, I've loved um, Ice Queen characters from when I was very young. Look, I think they represent something very special to women, which is this fantasy of power that is unapologetic, competent, glamorous and unafraid. And I think in in some ways that represents the opposite to how we tend to be raised and socialised as women. So there's something very thrilling about that. Well, speaking of Ice Queens, uh, now I know your work from the Wentworth fandom and I've followed you for years. Uh, you write under the name of If It Be Love. I've always thought you were a fantastic writer, so I am delighted you've gotten into Lesfic. But tell me, why did you start out in fan fiction and why the fandom of Wentworth? Like a lot of people, I've found uh, diving straight into original writing to be a bit intimidating and a bit isolating. The great thing about writing fan fiction um, is you have this this ready-made community of, of readers and other writers who already love your characters before they've even read them and who are really keen to engage in those interactive conversations. Um, as for why Wentworth, oh, look, I, back in the day, I just absolutely loved the show. I loved um, turning on to a program that was full of really strong and vivid female characters. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, it does have a very strong lesbian fan base, which is probably part of the appeal. I was interested, you said back in the day. Are you no longer interested in the point work? Um, I found the first three seasons just magnificent, love yeah. them, um, mm-hmm. have them as a perfect memory uh, as a trio in my mind. I have to say I didn't engage as well with the later seasons. Uh, that's just me. Perhaps it's uh, a sign of, of, you know, which which particular storylines mm-hmm. and characters i particularly loved. Well, I agree enough but I have a real problem with, the magnificent Joan Ferguson in Teal. That woman should be ruling the world. <laughs> as a character, particularly if you go back to the original, she's conceptualised as a prison guard, and that is her whole existence, which is what makes the character both so vivid and so frightening and also so pathetic in a way. This is somebody who gives for a pretty miserable job. So when you remove that aspect of the character, you're not quite sure what you're left with in some ways. You've written a lot of short stories now. Um, Can we expect a novel soon? Is that on the cards? Uh, Yes, you can. I'm working on a romantic murder mystery at the moment, which I'm enjoying very much. It's about three quarters done, and I can finally see the finish line, so wish me luck. A murder mystery? (laughs) That sounds cool. No spoilers? I've never attempted that before. It's been an adventure. Oh, well, it's always fun when you're offing characters. You can get rid of your enemies that way. Now we come to the fun part of the interview called 10 Fast and Furious Questions. Sure. What makes you angry? Uh, hypocrisy, bullying and pomposity. What do you find exciting? Uh, imagination, passion, argument and writing. What do you get cravings for? Chocolate and caffeine and silence because introvert. Uh, when was the last time you cried? Oh, it was actually over the death of someone I'd known for a short period of time. Who was your celebrity crush? Oh, it's Pamela Rahib. You know I came from the Wentworth fandom. Who's your backup sort of pretty crush? Ooh, I would say Leah Delaria, who is a pretty fabulous book troll model. She's from Orange is the New Black. She is, yes. What was the last story you read that really impressed you? I actually just finished reading an anthology of personal writings by older lesbians in Melbourne, And the stories are not by professional writers, they're very plain, simple stories by women talking about their lives, and I guess what impressed me was that these uh, very, you know, in some ways very ordinary women had put pen to paper because they wanted to record their lives, and that really inspired me. How would you describe yourself in five words? Dreamer, imaginative, uh, ruminator, uh, loving, and occasionally cranky. How would your mother describe you? Oh, before she passed away, she wrote me a very beautiful letter um, saying that I'd been a, a really good daughter to her and that I supported her through her hard times, which meant a lot to me. Oh, that's beautiful. If you could wish for one thing in life, what would it be? I think I'm going to say material independence, so the ability to not be beholden to others. It would be nice not to, um, you know, not to have to dip the lid to anyone. And my last question, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, as someone who... Uh, never gave up on expressing her creative side. How can people find you on social media? Ooh, so I'm on Twitter and Tumblr at Jess Lee Musings. Facebook, I believe it's just Jess Lee. You can also contact me via Ilva's publishing site. Well, thank you for talking to me today. Um, the Taste of Her Part 1 by Jess Lee is published by Ilva, It's out now. and Part 2 will be out in June. I recommend the both. And that's great expectations for this time. I hope you'll catch me next time. Bye.